0: Welcome back, everyone. Gabriel Fiction here with another installment, and just want to thank everyone for being here and listening. And today we have such a good show for you because with us today is a selfless couple that leads a ministry with their love and determination and definitely two admirable souls that I am proud to call family. This is Ozzy and Erica Topete. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having us.
0: Yeah, thank you, Gabriel, for having us. I was telling you guys when I was coming in here, I mean, the the place looks great. And I mean, I, no one can see it, but this place looks amazing. You got a little <laughs> Christmas tree up. You got, you got, I see a couple of presents for me over there. Yeah. And so, oh, no, it says to my wife. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, he outdid me this yeah. this wow.
0: Christmas. Do you guys, yeah. Hey, speaking about that, like, like, is it, is it like one year you're like, hey, Ozzy really went out of his way or maybe, hey, Erica really, really outdid you, herself. You know what? Every year we agree
2: that. We're not gonna buy anything. And then and then you buy something. I go all out. And then Ozzy goes (laughs) all out.
1: And I think it's not only Christmas, it's like birthdays and any special occasion. We like agree to something and then he says, Never mind, and then I'm out done. Yeah. Has there has
0: there been any time where maybe Ozzy or Eureka have have ever given each other a gift that's not so much bought, but maybe homemade? Like a macaroni necklace? (laughs) 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 Something like that. You know,
2: I would say no. I'm very, I don't mind spending money. And I know I shouldn't. But I like to go, I like, you know, buy the best thing that I can
0: find out there for my wife.
1: Yeah. You know, I wish I was crafty. I'm not.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, but your mom is. My mom <laughs> is. And
1: Patty is, too. Yes, yeah, she is. And I'm. that's not a gift of mine. You make yeah. them a <laughs>
0: covija. Yeah. <There>
2: go. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. We're not gifted that way.
1: No.
0: No,
2: you guys are great. Yeah. So
0: I really want to dive into this. And I'm so, like I said, I'm so excited. And I really, really thank you both for giving me the time to uh, to do this with you guys here in your home. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's a beautiful home. And I just kind of want to dive into the your ministry and what it is just for the people and the listeners that are out there what is your ministry yeah well
2: uh i I guess my wife has multiple ministries and i'll let her share but as far as a couple we serve in our local church as youth ministers or youth pastors or whatever you want to call it yeah uh here at faith tabernacle and we've been doing this for almost three four three four years now wow so we serve our local community and we uh want to make sure we you know just what's the name
0: of the of the ministry
2: Ascend youth ministries
0: how did you guys come up with that name was it
2: you guys or like no the, the actually we, we let the youth decide yeah. mm-hmm. we voted on this name before yeah. this it was uh what was it real real and we had we didn't have a connection so it was a whole new generation coming in and they yeah. voted on the name
0: you know something that i've always wondered and and maybe i know the answer maybe i don't so what considers you to be in a youth like is there an age limit do you start at a certain time is there like an end date like you get voided out yeah. is there a retirement plan <laughs> Does that work?
2: so with our organization apostolic um you become youth as soon as you go into high school okay now uh, there is, there should be different age groups, but right now we, we're uh, one <laughs> one big group. <laughs> Let me stop you there. Uh-huh.
0: So when they go into high school is yep. when they, okay, so let's say, you know, little Billy didn't do so good in school yeah. and now he's in eighth grade again <laughs> for the fifth time. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it's either age or, you know. Age. Okay. Age. Okay. Yeah. So
0: at, at, everybody kind of goes in at the same time. Yeah, yeah, most
2: likely. And then the downside to this is that we consider a youth up until they get married, which You know, could be a little we definitely have to be pretty clear as to hey, after a certain age, we say, you know, 35. If you're 35, (laughs) you should be serving in the
0: ministry. Okay. They're more
1: like mentors at that point. Yeah,
0: exactly. Okay.
1: And really are helpers Mm -hmm. as well.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. So
1: yeah, I think it's it's I think it's actually really helpful for us as the leaders to have people who have gone through the ages of 14, 20, 25. To be able to be there and still be able to relate and be more of a mentor.
0: And for you guys, how good is that balance between the people that are just close to about getting out or retiring Mm -hmm. to the younger crowd?
1: It's definitely, um, again, there's definitely that mentality of being more of a mentor. Of course. And so once we give them that kind of role in the youth, they're not necessarily youth you know what i mean like they're still part of the the program of course but they're now part of the leadership of it
0: Mm -hmm. oh okay i see (laughs) let me ask you guys something what what is something that really makes your ministry stand out from maybe other ones Mm -hmm.
2: that's a tough question i think every ministry is gifted in its way uh but i think as far as ascend goes one model that we we took into this ministry is that we don't want to be the just the the only youth leaders in that ministry you wanted to develop other young people to become the leaders which we need to develop our leaders for tomorrow you know of course so we we took this ministry and we really started to build young people to to become the leaders to become the speakers the worship leaders you know it's not just my wife leading worship it's not just me speaking of course but it's a hey, you guys are the ones teaching you guys are the one leading leading worship so I think that's something that's so special with this ministry is that we want them to grow And we want to Mm -hmm. build on their gift Mm -hmm. that God has given them. So I I really believe that's something that um, we're really, uh, we see the growth and we see that uniqueness in that ministry.
1: Yeah, of course. And I think also our young people are very talented and they're very gifted, but they're also very willing to grow in their gift. And so I find that to be very special in this generation of Ascend
0: nice Mm -hmm. i like that and i think you guys hit it right in the head you guys are youth leaders so not so much managing you know the day in day out you guys are really leading these these young people yeah into into being the future leaders yeah that's awesome um let me just follow up with this what do you what are some of the you know speaking on on you guys leading them what are some of the greatest achievements that you've you've seen from these from the youth that you lead
2: Mm -hmm. uh you know uh, during this pandemic i think it's been it's been difficult, but yet was I think, definite. yeah, but yeah. I, yet I feel that we've seen uh, a lot of growth, yeah. you know, and uh, we, we, used to, we used to have these things called Friday night worship nights for our local youth. Yeah. And I mean, we had a great turnout for multiple churches attending these worship nights. And I think one of the greatest achievements is just being able to see the young people we've invested in, you know, year after year. The, com- uh, the commitment. Yeah. They've been so committed. and. I, I want to use my the speakers that we have, you know, and out like Elias, Caleb, all these young people that have really dedicated themselves to the ministry. And this last time they spoke, they spoke in a way that I've never seen them speak. Yeah. They were just they you just saw God speak through them, mm-hmm. and you saw the growth, mm-hmm. you know, the maturity, and the and the way they spoke. Mm-hmm. And me as the youth leader, you know, standing in the sideline, it's just a, it's a moment. It's like a you know senior not a son, but seeing someone you've mentored and being able to help just grow the way they've grown, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, wow, you know, and, and that's, that's the main goal is for them to be even better than us. Mm-hmm. Cause one day they're going to take over this ministry. And that's, that's the goal. You know, we want to retire one day yeah. and we want to, <laughs> we see, we see the potential in these young people, which yeah. has been pretty cool to see.
0: You know, something that's really puzzling to me. And, and I'm going to be really honest is that you guys are so natural in the way you guys lead these people. But yet, I mean, you guys don't have children Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yet you lead almost as, as spiritual parents to them. Like what is, what is that inspiration coming from? Yeah.
1: That's a great question. And I think, um, for me is I, I mean, I've seen our young people grow from, man, I remember most of them being, you know, two, three years old. And I've seen them grow. And I think I just, there's like a love for our young people for this generation and what really motivates me to be there is, you know, the people that were there for me when I was that age. That's and nice. I feel like, um, other than my parents, it's really a community that really builds you to be the person that you are. And just me knowing that I could be there for one of our young ladies, or my husband and I being there for one of them and making an influence—I mean, that's the world to us. Yeah, yeah.
2: and I think for me, it's a—I uh, want to be. That man or that mentor that I didn't have in my life, right. you Course. know, because I grew up. Yeah, I had my dad, and he grew up. You know, I was raised in the church, but there came a point in my life, becoming a young person, where I actually left church. Um, I grew up in church, but yet left church because I didn't have someone mentoring me.
0: Yeah, know? I remember I saw you at the clubs <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah, no, dancing. Like, i No, like you know, I'd pay to see that.
2: Yeah, no, I, I left church for a while, and I longed for a mentor my whole life. And I, for the grace of God, I'm still here, and I'm still in church. But I, I wish that someone would have taken me in and really mentored me, and I didn't have that. Of so that is what fires me. It's like, man, I didn't have that, but I want to be that someone to that young person. Mm-hmm. If I could help them out, if I can give one piece of advice that will um, drift them or not drift them away, but um, will uh, avoid, how would I say this? we'll stop from making a decision that yeah. uh, that a bad decision, then, you know, that's, that's my goal. You know, I just want to be that mentor.
0: And that's just, you know, that's you know, you hit her right in the head and, and it's really moving what you just said with both of you. You're saying it's just, you know, when you, you come to an age as a young adult where, you know, you're not so much influenced anymore by mom, by mm-hmm. dad, mm-hmm. by maybe your brothers, it's already the world is influencing you. Yeah. And so I, I definitely understand. And I really do appreciate you both for what you do because I feel the same way. You know, we all kind of drift away and, and sometimes some of us don't don't get back mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. But, you know, the ones that we are, we, we're fortunate and I know you guys are doing your best to get, you know, as many of the young people in, in the right path. Right. And, so.
2: and I think it it doesn't stop here. You know, I think the moment we leave this ministry, it, it's a matter of not only us mentoring somebody, but us being mentored as well. You know, find someone finding that person that can we can attach ourselves to and just ask for advice, godly advice, you of know? course. Um, so, and I think it starts here, you know, it's really teaching those young pe- people to be open to, to, uh, counsel, counsel. Exactly. Yeah. Of know? course. So,
0: mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, just kind of following up with that, but you just said, what do you think some of the, what are the, what are some of the biggest challenges that you see in young people right now?
2: Well, I, I think right now with, I mean, COVID, we can't avoid the topic. <laughs> right. of COVID. No, I think COVID really has brought in, A new monster it's some it's a battle that we can't visibly see it but spiritually I've seen uh, our young people not just young people but us Mm -hmm. as adults struggling you know that it connects spiritually even so much more with our young people you know and uh, it's been a struggle to see them connect out of you know being quarantined at home 24 hours a day um, finding the, the self-courage or self-motivation to open up the Bible and spend time in prayer is the difficulty in most young people. Mm-hmm. So this is, we go back to the topic we were talking about of having a mentor. Of course. Someone you can call, hey, Brother Ozzy or Erica, I'm having a hard time. Can you pray with me? Yeah. You know, and we it's so cool to see that we have some young people that don't hesitate to call us up. Hey, we're dealing with this. What do you think? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, so, it's so cool. But I think uh, that's one of the struggles is being quarantined at home you
0: got TV, you got you know the Xbox, social media, social media, all kinds of distractions. Yeah, tell me about it. I got I got the two little ones; <laughs> they're home all the time. Yeah. yeah, that that is tough. You know what? You you st- you touched on that subject: the social media, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, TikTok.
1: Yeah, yeah. You seen
0: these TikTok videos? Yeah. Uh, what do you think that is doing with with the younger adults? I mean, you you really think that? The, I mean, besides, I think social media is a really good outlet yeah. for good things, but mm-hmm. it could be a very very negative an impactful one too. Absolutely. I think
2: Definitely. we saw this documentary on Netflix and I recommend it to any listener. It's called, um,
1: the social dilemma.
2: Yes. It really is causing a dilemma in not just our, our youth, but our society as a whole. Yeah. yeah. And it's really shaping and, uh, and what's one of the topics that talked about was.
1: It was about how the social media is not only influencing how we see the the world but how we see ourselves Mm -hmm. Uh, and how it's outweighing the our self-worth our and how we our Mm self-esteem yeah just by a simple like button yeah
0: yeah people people are like doing anything for those likes we compare
2: ourselves to these supermodels that you know are photoshopped
1: exactly and we
2: look ourselves in the mirror and be like man i can't have that six-pack but yet this person, you know, we strive for that.
1: Right.
0: And the thing is, I don't know why you're saying that you do have a six, pack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that <laughs> should be saying that. <laughs> No, I totally get it. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's, it's a bad thing. And I think, um, you know, social media now before TV, like I remember when, when, remember when American Idol was like the biggest thing, right. Yeah, everything, everybody was about it. You know, I always had a, I always had a problem cause I liked the show mm-hmm. and I think I liked it cause of the controversy. And, yeah, oh, yeah get off the stage, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but then I realized that all that did was for people, um, for maybe a young musician to know that if you're not good enough for these three people, mm. then you're not good enough. Mm. Right. And you know, it just kind of like transcend into the new stuff. And yeah. now it's like Instagram and likes, right. Like if you don't have that many likes, oh do what, what are you doing? Yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah it's very true. I'm going to need to watch that. I, I think I've seen it it's um, so on good. the queue.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's in the queue between the office and, um, my little pony <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no it's really good I recommend it yeah. it just because
2: it does bring awareness to what social media is doing to us not even thinking about it mm-hmm. it's really shaping your yeah. mind to think a certain way and a certain way and how you see yourself and right. I again they you know it's a common saying uh, too much of something is always bad you of know? course and with social media there's limitations and I think there's good in it you know get an influence getting ideas But the moment you start really depending and and comparing yourself is something to really think about.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I talked about this, um, this specific subject very lightly on a previous episode that I'd done um, to where I was telling everybody, one thing that I like to do is um, I I look at the productivity in my phone Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I'll look, how long was I on social media? Mm -hmm. Because if I'm spending a lot of time on it, like, that's time that I could have been, you know, doing something else or mm-hmm. reading something or yeah. doing something productive. And I mm-hmm. always try to kind of, like, balance that in my life. Yeah. Um. A good friend of mine had asked me, dude, do you ever sleep? Like, you're always doing something. I was like, dude, honestly, during, like, the day, like, if I want to nap sometimes, mm-hmm. I don't because I feel like I'm wasting time. I can sleep mm-hmm. at night. But there's right. always something you can be doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I'm going to be doing something, it's rather be something productive. Right. Yeah. And I think it's... um. I mean,
2: it's so true, but I, I catch myself in that wave of, you know, being caught up with too many videos on TikTok. And <laughs> it, man, it's, it's weird. Yeah, I, I it's know. so addicting. It's, yeah.
0: It's bad. And it, and that's how you made it. Yeah. It's just, it's so accessible to keep swiping up, up, up. But you know what's so crazy is how the system is able to read what, the,
2: what you like, you know, because I see one video, I'm like, man, that was good. Let's go to the next one. And th- every single video, you know, the trend of the videos that they give me, they're just... I can relate to them, you know, and they just connect.
0: Yeah, because so. they they build. I think they build on the algorithm of yes. how long right. you were watching the video yeah. for. Yeah, right. you know, wild. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I I work for TikTok. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Download it now into like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, you know. Um, I kind of just getting back on the subject. I wanted to ask you guys because how did you how did you both get into the ministry? Like, how does that happen? Like, someone comes <laughs> down and says, "Hey, you know what? Y'all y'all been doing a good job. Yeah, y'all yeah. need to be up in here. Right." <laughs> i don't know if, how does that happen
1: you know i don't remember how it happened <laughs> you I guys think were just, just there one day <laughs> no you know it actually started with um so our youth group was divided into three different sections right mm-hmm. the high school the um college and career and then the young adults of and so we started with the high school and we were in charge exclusively with the high school and by the end of that year i don't know how we ended up just Taking them all yeah. into mm-hmm. our classroom. Mm-hmm. And after that, it just, you know, it yeah. just happened. I, I,
2: I never thought about it, never planned for it. I never even saw myself in the youth ministry, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I come from a su- country, country uh, type church where it was just me, my siblings in the church, you know, that was my youth group. Yeah. And slowly I came into the city. And again, I never thought about being in, in the youth ministry. This is just where God placed me, you know. Yeah. Like my wife said, she, we started with the high school, and it all started with a small vision. We had this vision in mind of what we wanted to do, and it exploded. Yeah. It Caught on, man, and and here we are today. You know, with some challenges, but we're moving forward.
0: Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was like, man, how did, how does they even start? Like, right. how does, like, someone say, like, hey, you guys are. Yes, looking couple, good right. looking couple, make, <laughs> make it happen. Yeah, no, I, I really
2: think this is it's it's God sent. You know, this is where God placed us because it's it's a really crucial ministry because mm-hmm. we could either we could aim the youth, peop, young people, to go uh, into a direction of destruction or really lead them into a place where you know they're gonna they're gonna uh, thrive, pros- thrive, yeah, prosper. And so it's it's really we really have to put God in the center of this ministry. And we of course. literally, I every time. I think about this youth ministry, I say, God, this is all you, man, because I know that I'm not qualified enough. Yeah. I don't have the skills, but
0: it's just it's all God. How does the lectures get built? Like you you're studying something or do you go off something yeah. for the month? You say, you know, the subject of the of the month right. is so and so. How does that get built?
1: That's, I love this question.
0: Yeah, go. no,
2: it's so good, you know, and um, I get goosebumps just thinking about it because. Um, I, I don't just think of a, of a random uh, theme for the month, but I really—I oh, you're, l- you're not like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really put a lot of thought into it, and not just thought, but prayer, man. And there'll be times where we're about to end a, a theme or a series, and and before we end it, I'm already praying God, and like what what's the next series? What's the next topic? Yeah, and it's really it, it's God inspired. I really feel that like God gives me the next topic, the next series for the month or the next two months. And every time we hit a series, it's like perfect timing. It just fits in perfectly. It's what the youth need to hear. Um, so it definitely, it's a lot of prayer, a lot of, you know, meditating in the word and wherever God sends me. You know, you, I don't know. I can't really explain it. There's just oh, this yeah. connection. You know, there's just like, it's oh, a feeling. Yeah, exactly. And I go with it. And there'll be times where I'll be watching TV or just having dinner. And all of a sudden, I just get a random title to my series. Like, boom, I tell my wife, hey, babe. Yeah, it's this pretty random. This is the next yeah. series, <laughs> and, and it, really. it works. Yeah, you just build yeah. off it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So it's been pretty cool.
1: It has been. It's been really neat to see how it unfolds. I mean, I feel privileged just being able to be in, you know, in the journey with him, and especially when we know that he's going to be either teaching or even preaching on a Sunday. Of course. Um, and him be like, I have no idea what I'm going to teach about. Yeah. And so he'll be reading and reading and reading. He'll pray, he read. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then he's like, hold on. I need to go to prayer. He will go to the room and I'll be here, you know, in the living room. And then all of a sudden he'll come out of the room and says, I got it. This is what's going to be. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. And man. it's just like, yeah. that's amazing. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. No. And, and, and with that, you know, I, I can't do it with my, without my wife because the way I function, it, it's very different, you know, I can't just put all my thoughts in a piece of paper. I can't type. I had to speak. It. Mm-hmm. So course. what I do, I literally preach or teach the lesson to my wife. And she's on, you know, See, really? her there's fingers a, are on fire. There's yeah. a
1: reason why I was a secretary this whole time. I didn't know why <laughs> in the world my first job was being a secretary. But now I know because I'm his secretary. Just he typing literally away. Typing speaks. Away. And I'm like typing away yeah. everything he says.
0: Yeah. Hey, and it comes out, man. Do that, <laughs> Hey, I need that. <laughs> I'm gonna get Gabby to do yeah. that. I'm type, type this. Yeah, do yeah. that because awesome. I'm
2: just flooded with thoughts, and I just if if I don't speak them, I'll lose it. So I'm like, babe, just listen. Boom, 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 and boom comes out a lesson, you know, yeah.
1: a series. So wow, that's pretty cool. Dude, that's that's super awesome. Yeah. Man. <laughs> so. That's cool.
0: You know, touching on prayer, and you said you, that's. I mean, how how important would you say? to someone that prayer is and what is, what is something that it can do for someone's life?
1: Hmm.
0: You want to answer that?
1: Man, prayer is everything. Prayer is the, I, I almost want to say like prayer is the equivalent of the air that we breathe in the spiritual world. Because when there's prayer, there's a complete connection with God. If you think about it, God is the source of our strength. Of course. Right. And he is the one who created the heavens and the earth. He is the one who holds our world in his hands. And the moment that you have connection with him, through, which would be through prayer, that means that not only are you expressing your feelings, you're expressing your thoughts, you're expressing your worries to him, he's also there to comfort you through that process. And the most beautiful part about prayer is that because you said them to him, now you're able to see how he is working in your life because now you start noticing how he's coming into play in yeah. your life so if anything i almost feel like prayer not only is a communication with him but really it's a blessing to us
0: of course yeah
1: and i just feel like prayer is absolutely key
2: yeah absolutely you know like i have so many thoughts with that uh but i i thought about the series we did a few months ago yeah. titled aligned mm-hmm. and the way i see prayer is i mean we're talking to the creator of creators, there's no one like him. And if someone's so great, you know, God, the almighty created the heavens and the earth, the universe. If he's able to do that, how much more can you do with that small prayer you have Sick. of hey, I God, I'm, I'm struggling financially. Yeah. If he was able to create the sun, he can provide you with a job or, you know, whatever the need may be. But uh, uh, going back to that, that series we did, the scripture says that the moment you place him first, meaning you commun- you make him your priority, he's your main uh focus, uh main relationship, main thing you're striving for is as everything else will be added. If you put me first, if you align yourself to me first, you don't have to worry about the rest. Right. You know, everything, your everything will be taken care of. But that starts with prayer. Saying, God, I'm choosing you every single day.
1: It's a surrender. Yeah,
2: it's God, you're everything to me.
1: Yeah. Know?
2: And everything sh- it, everything will shift. Because then through that, when you align yourself to God, it says that um, the gifts of the Spirit will come. He'll, he'll give you the, the gifts of the Spirit, which is joy, peace, you know, yeah. sound mind. So this is all the stuff that, that's beneficial when you put God in the center. You mm-hmm. know, But again, it starts
0: with prayer, yeah. making Him your main priority. How would you? Okay, so if if I'm a young person, uh-huh. mm-hmm. maybe I don't know how to pray. Yeah. How do you explain that to someone? How do you pray? Yeah. Is there a way to do it?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I like to use what we call. I learned this back a couple of years ago, back in 2010. I went to this internship down south in Louisiana, and they 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 taught me the the tabernacle plan. And we won't get into that whole the yeah. whole thing, but <laughs> essentially, I. Again, this is just the way I operate. I, I'm very structured in just everything I do. Yeah, but you are. In in my mind, like I have, <laughs> I have to work the same way in my mind. my prayer, you know. So, of course. the way I like to teach the young people is, you know, you want to start with worship. You worship God, and then you go into thanks, and then you go into forgiveness, and then from there you go into, you know, asking God to give you understanding of the Word. And it's a process, you know. So I use what we call the Tabernacle Plan, and keeps you organized. And to the point, the last part of the prayer is you ask, you go before God and you ask for whatever it is that you need after you've gone through the process. Of course. So that's just me. I think everyone else, any listener listening, I mean, you have your your own way of praying. But if, you know, this is just the way to keep you structured. Yeah. You know, that way, because, you know, I've done it before where you start praying, you're you're saying thank you, but then you're asking God to forgive you. Then God bless me with the job. Then you're going back into... You and know, you're thinking about breakfast, yeah, so and then you're thinking about you going to eat. Yeah, yeah I got it
1: you. happens. So
2: this system, I believe, really works. It keeps you really structured, and it's deep.
0: And you know what? Just to piggyback on on uh-huh. what you're, were you talking? Sometimes the questions I get asked by like coworkers and yeah. and just friends, it's just always the factor of like there's 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 a religious side to everything, and mm-hmm. then there's a belief side. Is there a disconnection there, or is it both together? As far mm-hmm.
2: as religion goes, or like prayer.
0: Yeah. Cause I think, I think with, with some people, they feel that they fear, uh, being close to God because I feel that they fear the, the, the practices and the religious part of it. Like just an example, my, my dad, he's a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And so he practices very religiously certain things he does. Mm-hmm. And they're almost by, like by dates, by, you know, by months, like, like, it's just very, very religious. Like it always happens on the same time at every time yeah. mm-hmm. and so there's no there's nothing spontaneous about that right. and i think some people might might feel like well i don't want to do that all the time yeah. mm-hmm. like i don't want to feel that way yeah. you know and sometimes i feel like no well you know it's more like the, the belief is what's strong like exactly. the belief is what you need to have mm-hmm. do you, would you guys agree that that is that's something that's separate something that's together or it kind of like works maybe sometimes maybe yeah. it doesn't yeah.
2: i personally believe that religion is its own thing yeah. and I'm, I'm a strong believer in relationship It's about, you know, digging into the word, having a prayer life, and developing a relationship with Christ. And, yeah, unfortunately, I believe that religion and relationship get mixed up. You know, we get carried away with.
1: Traditions. Yeah, traditions. Becoming more religious
2: than uh, relationship-based. And I think if you have a a relationship with Christ, um, you're able to see the religious side of things and kind of not get involved with that, kind of push that to the side. But, yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people trying to come into church are intimidated by the religious, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, cycle. Ritual. Ritual, yeah. So, um, I think that's something new that we, we as youth leaders, we want to focus more on is focusing on relationship. Of course. You know, because the moment we bombard them with religion, they're not going to be able to connect. We want to be able to connect them with Christ first. Exactly. Yeah, so... I no, hundred percent. They're two different things.
0: And it's just I, you know, when I think about that, and it's not like I'm, I'm not bashing on anyone. It's just I always, I always remember when I was younger. It was <laughs> like 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 that dia or or that one lady at church. Oh, Michael, you gotta do it this way. Like yeah. you gotta do like, and it was just like, hey man, let me let me do how I want to do it. You know, right, right? Like, and I think, um, like I said, I think that's something that that kind of scares people away because mm-hmm. they feel like, no, well, now I gotta do this, now I gotta do that, right. and then they they lose the the most essential aspect of following God. Yeah, right.
2: and I think one downfall. Too, is being in a religion is we depend on the person preaching or teaching us to do things a certain way the way he teaches it of course but what better source than actually digging yourself into the Bible and actually reading it for yourself that should be the way we measure ourselves not based on yeah you have your pastors and your leaders to guide you but at the end of days is God is your leader it's you're going to that book, that Bible. And what does the Bible really say about this? You know what I mean? Of course. So, and I think that's where we kind of go wrong sometimes is we do become religious, not really knowing it because all we do is just listen to what the pastor or preacher is saying. And that's as far as we go. We know never open up that Bible. Of course. But go to that Bible, man. And that, that's your source.
0: I have found a lot of, of you know, self meditating and, and, and like, like I've been self meditating and I found a lot of peace of mind this year and just mm-hmm. reading the Bible yeah. over and over exactly. and over and what I found from it. And it's not, and it's not, um, like I said, I'm not bashing on anyone in the way they practice, but I really realized that, you know, in God's teaching, he's extremely, he's wants you to believe in God. Yeah. That's what he is. The savior he wants yep. you to believe in that. And so, Sometimes when I'm at work, like I was telling you guys, sometimes when I'm at work, and people are like asking me, like, "Hey, dude, you, like you, you worship God? Like, mm-hmm. do you have to do this? Do you have to do that? Like, do you have to go to church every time?" Right. And I and I tell them, you know, like I tell them, like one time, your your mom told me she said, "Hey, you know what? Like, sometimes you're not gonna feel like going to church, mm-hmm. and it's okay. Yeah, you know, it's not like you're doing it out of bad intent. Yeah. but you know, the relationship is still there." And I think you know, you guys touching on that on that point with with prayer mm-hmm. and just you know, kind of letting everyone know how how it works. I think I think mm-hmm. that's amazing. I and I really really like I'm, I'm glad you guys touched on that because that's always kind of been like what I want to tell people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to know someone that, you know, it'd be great if you knew someone within, mm-hmm. within, uh, some kind of, some kind of literature behind them. But I think a lot of us don't, don't have that person. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I'm glad we're doing this today. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I, and it starts there, you know, really encouraging the, the young believer of like, Hey, you know, it starts with you. Um, And eventually you do want to move into a church to have that community to support you and, and, you know, develop those friendships within the church. But I think now, like what we're doing now, you know, we have so many podcasts of awesome speakers that, you you know, that they can start listening to and, you know, get those wheels going and slowly get into this, um, developing a a relationship with Christ. It's really, it's accessible. Anyone Mm -hmm. can
0: access this anywhere. Exactly. Anybody with an iPhone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then just, and just lastly, for both of you really separately Mm -hmm. and for, for anyone out there that's listening and that might be wondering, how do I even begin to look for God? What advice do you have for them?
1: An advice that I would share with somebody who is wanting to know about God is to, I would say, go to a church because in the church, you will then be able to hear how they're preaching the Bible and um, finding that community for yourself. Because if we can all be honest, if you have a, if you're going to open the Bible for the first time, it's going to be really hard to read. Very overwhelming. It's going to be overwhelming. It's going to be difficult to really grasp what is trying to say, because there's a lot of parallel. There's a lot of um, parables of in the Bible. And so um, I would say get connected to a church automatically. Yeah christian church
2: (laughs) yeah no i i think yeah no what my wife said is you know spot on but uh i think with different personalities you know going to church is a good source um there's so many different ways we can learn from about god through a small group you know in home bible study um again podcasts there are just so many different ways um that we can connect and develop a relationship but the the point here is you got to take that step whether Mm. it be listening to podcasts, whether it be taking the step to go to a church or asking a friend, hey, I know you go to a church. Do you guys have an in-home Bible study? Of course. Or yeah. a, a Bible study via Zoom. Right.
1: You know, everything's yeah.
2: virtual now. But it's taking that step because I think I've had a lot of friends that have been curious, have wanted a relationship, but they expect for them to for it to come to them. Of course. You know, they it's have to, to do to, your part. Yeah, you have to do your part, take that step, and, and search for God. You know, and it, and it comes with with you knocking and the door will be open. You know, seeking you shall find. But it comes with the individual really making the move.
1: I, I think know. another thing too, um, you know, because taking that step forward could be pretty mm-hmm. difficult. Of course. One thing that I'm thinking is also possibly, you know, going to your room, you know, closing the door and just having a conversation with God. Yeah. Being genuine and being like, you know, God, here I am. I don't know what I'm doing. But... I want to get to know you Mm -hmm. open the doors for me to get to know you teach me how to get to know you of course people talk about you all the time you know I want to know what what this is all about yeah you know and that's the beautiful thing about having a conversation with God and prayer it doesn't have to be oh heavenly father here I come before you right it's of course it's it's about being raw and saying God I don't know what I'm doing I'm here help me
0: of course.
1: Yes. Right? And it's as simple as that. And I feel like um, I want, you know, whoever's listening out there to really know that that God is can hear you. Yeah. That God can hear you. God right. is there. And all he pretty much needs to hear is saying, hey, help me out here. Yeah.
0: He wants you to seek out. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. And, and I kind of want to take the flip side of things here, not just to speak to those that don't believe or are curious to know about God, but also want to challenge those that are Christian and know about Christ, you know, not to hold back. And I think everywhere we go, we are a testimony of Christ, you know, with our behavior and the way we we communicate. And I say this just because, you know, um, the way you are in whatever scenario you are, either at work or at the gym, you can speak volumes, you know. And I say this because I think we were able to, um, without saying names, but we were able to share about Christ at a a CrossFit gym. You -hmm. know, how cool was that? You know, lifting weights and we're talking about scripture, you yeah. know, and this all comes based on how we present ourselves. Of course. And this could happen at work. And it's not about don't hold back, you know, because especially now in times, you know, we're like they say, it's we're living in the last days and we need to hear. the People need to hear about Christ. love. Now. Yeah, especially now. This is the time to do it. I mean, if you're going to be at the gym, you know, pumping iron, you know, share scripture, yeah. you know, and just, you know, be there for someone, be that mentor for someone.
0: And let me touch on that real quick, yeah. both of you. Let's yeah. see, Ozzy, what is your favorite scripture and why? Mm. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got you there, yeah. bro. You can go first, Erica. I,
1: okay, hold on. I don't want to watch it here. Yeah,
0: that's, that's and then, then let me let me ask you something. You know, just just kind of touching on that yeah. on the, the Bible. What what is the Bible that that you read? That you guys read? Yeah, that we read. Right, <laughs> right.
2: You're saying about the version? Yeah, the yeah. Version. So I try to lean more into, I do the NIV to kind of grasp an understanding of what I'm reading. And then I always like to back it up with the traditional King James. Okay. Just because uh, if you compare traditions or versions, sorry, it it waters down the word or t- they take out certain words that changes the, the actual scripture, the of meaning course. of the scripture. So yeah. NIV, and then I back it up with some King James, to, you All know, right. get traditional word. and I got you. Yeah. But NIV is my go-to, easy to read, understand
0: and thy will yeah just, exactly
2: <laughs> man it's, it's yeah, hard to read awesome. and understand sometimes so yeah
0: i think yeah and you know what that could be a little intimidating when you're reading it like you know thou shall yeah. and you're like wait wait what, what?
2: yeah
0: <laughs> what word yeah exactly yeah. did you get that one erica <laughs> i i got it okay let's see i got here. it
1: so it's jeremiah 29 11 and it says for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future
0: that's I like that. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. yeah. I can't
2: say that I have a favorite verse, you know, it, you're like, a, I'm going to read the yeah. whole Bible. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just, read the book. I don't know. <laughs> I can't say that I have something that I can constantly re- or just, you know, keep in my heart all the time. I mean, the word is in my heart, but I think every time I read it, it, it speaks to me based on the season that I'm going through. I you got you. So it changes for me all the time. But I mean, there's some scriptures. I mean, there's so many, I can't think of any right now on top of my head, but I don't know. I, I can't say that I have one particular verse that I,
0: that's my favorite. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, That's not a problem. <laughs> well, I want to thank you both. Yeah. Erica, Ozzy, you guys are amazing and you guys are doing amazing work with the youth and the ministry. And and I know you guys work overtime and I know you guys are like always busy. So this was like super <laughs> cool yeah. for me yeah. that I got to, you know, you guys kind of like on a little bit of downtime right now. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so happy and thank you guys so much for being on here, yeah. and I hope to have Definitely. you to have you guys back on very soon.
1: Thank you for having us. This is yeah. fun.
2: This is the experience, man. I. This is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless, man. This is it's, really cool. It's, it's thank all you good. What me. you're doing here is pretty thank awesome, you. game. So good yeah. job on good job. your podcast here. Thank yeah. you guys. Yeah,
0: and for all you out there listening, thank you once again, and we'll see you next week.